This is the Business Central Manufacturing Show, and I am Martin Karlovich. Hi, folks. Today I'm with Pike Beck Andersen from Denmark. He's a solution architect and senior developer, and he first saw a vision back in 1984. Pike and I actually got to know each other in the year 2014 when he was writing his book, Manufacturing with Dynamics Nav, a comprehensive guide to the manufacturing module in Microsoft Dynamics Nav. So actually, Pike, I never told you that this book is one of the business-related books that I personally used most during the past five years. For me personally, this book is the go-to source if I need to look up something related to the manufacturing module. And trust me or not, I even have a copy here in my home office. So hence, thank you very much, first for this book, but also for being here with me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. And I'm glad you uh, use my book still. I still use it as well. I don't remember what I've written. So actually, I have to uh, read my own book every now and then uh, to see how things are working. So uh, thank you. Yeah, no, th thanks for this book. And you said it's a great, great source of knowledge. And I am curious to hear and learn your story. So, so I said I, I read or somewhere that, that you first saw a vision back in 1984. So what happened actually between then and 2014 that you found yourself in a position to write a book about business central manufacturing or vision manufacturing at that point of time? In uh, 1984, I was working uh, as a head of accounting in a production company making sunbeds. And I was working with an IBM System 36 with a manufacturing module on top of it. And almost same time, there was a small new company called PC&C that uh, advertised for uh, beta testers for a new product that they had made. Therefore, they asked for, for uh, if we wanted to be a beta tester, then we should send a check for 80 kroner, that's about roughly 10 euro, and then we would receive a diskette by, by mail. And um, the funny part, when I tell this story today, I have to explain to the young people, what is a diskette? And uh, I have to explain them what is a check because nobody uses checks in Denmark anymore. And uh, I got the beta and uh, I tested it and it was just so much better than uh, the other systems I was using. There was no manufacturing at that time, but I still used it for some of my customers. And then later on, when I decided to be get into IT instead of working with uh, with accounting, then I decided to go with uh, with uh, this PCSC. It was actually called PC Plus at that time. Later on, IBM actually took over the product. It was not this product, but that was the first Navision product that came. And it was actually for a couple of years, around 1990, it was an IBM product and it was sold together with uh, products like WordPerfect, Lotus Symphony and stuff like that. Nobody remembers these uh, systems anymore, but uh, it was a huge thing because that meant that Navision actually got spread out to the whole world because all of the IBM dealers, they were worldwide and all of the uh, the IBM dealers they were well educated and well organized and therefore when when Navision then was a part of this the partners that later became Microsoft partners they are the basis for for why we have Navision as we have or a business central as we have it today and have a worldwide product as we have so that's my very short story about how I started in this Navision business 
So cool. I actually wasn't aware that it was IBM first. Then I think there was a phase where it was more or less independent and then it became Microsoft. So this is my first learning in this podcast. And I, I'm pretty sure that many folks out there who listen to this uh, will also be surprised about this fact. Then after you got into it, what What made you focus on manufacturing and what made you getting so deep into manufacturing that you at some point of time wrote a book about it? Well, manufacturing has always been close to my heart because I started in a manufacturing uh, production company and I always liked the, to, to control the machines and, uh, and stuff like that. So, so for me, it was a natural choice to continue with the, the manufacturing part. But of course, since uh, Navision didn't have a manufacturing module until uh, 1998, 1999, then we had to use other other uh, modules that we bought and that was implemented and working in within Navision at that time. And um, today, where we have uh, the uh, Business Central and we have the module that has been been totally implemented and integrated to all the other modules, then it's much easier. But they have kept the module, the manufacturing module, small compared to other systems. And is that good or bad? Well, it's good because we can always have add-on modules like your own with the visual production scheduler or other modules that we decide to, to install in the business central. And then we can actually have a module so that we can focus, for example, on uh, advanced manufacturing or uh, project manufacturing or whatever. So so for me, it's it was a natural choice to continue with this. And during the years, I was uh, getting a little bit frust frustrated over that there was no written material of um, the manufacturing module. So therefore, I decided to uh, save up and then I took one month off and uh, sat every day, all day and did nothing else but writing. And uh, I wrote about 80% of the book in that month and then took another two weeks before I finished it and uh, with all the editing and everything. And then so in uh, 2014, uh, I, uh, I was able to, to, uh, to launch this. For, for me, it was also an interesting process because it meant that I had to go very deep into uh, to the module, even deeper than I had been before. Because very often when you come to an end user customer that is a manufacturing, then they use part of the solution and other parts they don't use. And then you get to another customer and they will use it totally different. So therefore, it's always interesting to try to have to make an end-to-end -end kind of test of, of a module like that. And you never get to do that unless you are actually doing documentation or writing a book or whatever. That's an interesting point that you make that you have this, on the one hand, this end-to-end -end experience with the manufacturing module, but then seeing like on the over the years when you consult your customers and when you work with, with different clients, and I also know that you work with different clients in different countries, that they kind of make completely different use about this same end-to-end -end module or the same end-to-end -end, um, product. Over all those years that you now have worked with clients, what would you say are the most commonly made mistakes that you see from manufacturers when they actually implement a system such as Business Central or Dynamics NAV? 
Well, it's very often the mistake that the consultants are not thoroughly prepared for a manufacturing solution. Uh, sometimes, of course, a lot of the consultants are very, very skilled and very good, but some take it very light and they got a new customer. It's a manufacturing customer. Yeah, we'll try that. So uh, they might even have uh, even had people saying, well, I bought your book and um, now I'm going to implement my first uh, customer. And I think, oh, yikes, that is not going to go well. And in some cases, I get the, get the call later by the consultant that says, we are, we are sitting here, where we tried ourselves, we don't know how to get further on. So it's very much the mistake that, that people are not prepared enough. They have to have respect for this. A manufacturing company is different from the a, a normal company, I mean, if you have a sales purchase company, of course, it's not good if you have a problem with your ERP system, but I mean, you can still sell your items and you can still purchase and you can still go to the warehouse and you can make a paper-based flow. But if you're in a manufacturing plant, then if the ERP system isn't running, then nothing is running. And then a lot of people are just standing there staring at you. And I think it's only twice in my career I've seen a whole factory standing still and let me just uh, tell you that people are not very pleasant when uh, everything is standing still, especially not if it's your own fault. So <laughs> luckily, the, one, the, ones, the ones time where, where it was my fault, it was only 10 minutes. So I, I survived. But I've seen some scary solutions around, sorry to say. So why is this that manufacturing companies are so dependent on the ERP system running properly? Yeah, because it's the whole backbone of the company. If you, if you haven't got your integration, if you don't have your supply chain running, then uh, you cannot produce. So if you cannot plan ahead, some of uh, the, the customers I have, I think the, the, the worst delivery time I've seen was for titanium, where they have 18 month delivery time on titanium. Just think about what kind of planning you need to have in order to to plan a production and when uh, where you need to to actually plan 18 months ahead that can be really really difficult so so that is one of the things but uh, but it's the whole backbone and the whole supply chain that needs to be in place otherwise uh, it won't work and what kind of best practices did you observe in getting this backbone in place and and with this I, I i mean obviously the best backbone that they could think of is dynamics and if we are dynamic 365 business central but but i would imagine that getting this backbone running in in a manufacturing company so getting this erp system running in a manufacturing company can be done with various approaches so you could start like you just said you could start with supply chain first or you could start with inventory first or you could start with all the the finance process first what would you say is a fair recommendation for manufacturers how they should start implementing and rolling out their ERP system because obviously there are only a few people and a few companies worldwide that can do everything at once First of all, the, the, the big thing to avoid is when when I come out to a customer and they say, we have this functionality in our old system, we want this in the new system as well. And what I tell them is, please then just keep your old system if you want the same functionality. If we want to proceed from here, we should only talk processes, not functionality. So that means that when you have process that you need to have covered maybe we can do it in a different way than the old system did 
And very often the processes that they have today in the company is made out of the old system because the old system demanded that you did this and this and this. And uh, maybe there is an even better way to do it in, uh, in Business Central just by using standard. And one of the examples I have is a customer where I came out and they said, we need to, uh, to be able to do uh, milk routes. And milk routes is uh, delivering, for example, um, items to one part of the country and the Monday and another and Tuesday and another Wednesday and so on. And they wanted that developed exactly as they had in the old system. And they actually allocated 20,000 euro for to, to, uh, to have that developed. And I said, why don't we just use the standard? So what we did instead that we divided all our customers into different, now I cannot even remember what they're called. They're called freight services. I don't remember the name now, but we just made made, uh, made a service where they, that would be called Monday, and that we, we would put that on the the um, on the customer, and then so every time the the salesperson would make an order, it will always find the Monday for that customer. That way, we could actually do it 99% standard, and then there was only a little tweaking to do, uh, and that is the whole idea: looking at the processes instead of looking at the functionality. So basically. Every five years, you should make a total top-down analysis on all your uh, all your processes in uh, in your company. Now, I know a lot of co companies don't do that, but you should, it would be a good idea to do that. I really like the point that you're making, and actually, I wrote it down: like talk processes, think processes, not functionalities. And to some degree, I'm running a software company, but also we are a manufacturing company because we produce software solutions. And this is definitely something that I will share with my developers and my team that we also should talk more processes and not functionalities in terms of what we are building. So that when we are building our products, that we should also talk about the processes that, uh, that they should support rather than if this should be green or red. This is a very good point that you make. And then again, for me, this is a, a big learning that you see it as best practices for manufacturing companies when they implement a system like Microsoft Dynamic 365 Business Central, that they should look at their processes and not that much investigate and compare the functionalities of the ERP system, but make sure that the system supports their processes in the best possible way. This is actually a good conclusion, I would say, for, for this business central manufacturing show and i know that we are in certain times and i i wanted to avoid having a long discussion about the current corona crisis but if you think about it what would you recommend to small and mid-sized manufacturers right now well i've seen uh, more of my customers they are still producing because uh, they have to and they have done it in a lot of different ways. What And of course, it's always interesting to be standing on the sideline and see how do they actually do this. So and a, bit, a large printing company here in Denmark, they have actually made lines of tape on the floor. So they have made every, every area a zone and then the employee can only be in that zone during his work hours. I mean, it will be a little a bit lonely in the long run, but uh, but then again, they can keep the, the production still running with people staying in their own zones. And of course, might be a larger risks than staying at home, but it's, it's a way to get on. 
And all the administrative staff, they of course will work from home and only meet through Skype or Teams. Uh, and I must say myself, I'm getting really, really good at Teams meetings by now. Same here. And in the end, this also boils down to processes and organization. And so, Pike, thank you so much for taking this time today. I actually learned a lot and hope that folks out there will do the same. So take care and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Central Manufacturing Show.